Hi everyone, welcome to the Psychology of Dating podcast. My name is Nadine Newkirk and I'm a clinical psychologist and dating coach. Today I'm going to be talking to you about the concept of dialectics, dialectical thinking and dating. And before I get into that, I just want to share with you my free guide, which is called Top 3 Mindset Shifts in Dating. And this goes through key unhelpful beliefs that people can have that really set them back or might hinder their dating outcomes. And I go through three reframes for these core beliefs. You can also find out more about coaching or psychology sessions. I'll put a link to the website on the episode show notes. So first of all, what is dialectics? This is a concept that comes from philosophy. It has a history in psychology and also science. It asserts that everything is composed of opposites and that you can have these seemingly opposing ideas or forces, which can also all be true at the same time. So knowing that there is not one absolute truth on one side of a way you can look at a situation, but there can be multiple different angles. Today, I want to talk about how you can use dialectical thinking to help your dating experiences. Dialectical thinking is a skill used in the therapy Dialectical Behaviour Therapy, DBT. And when you're using dialectical thinking, it's where you can see things from multiple perspectives. This helps us have a fuller understanding. If we can understand the opposites, the opposing sides of views to a situation, then you can have more knowledge or more comprehensive truth. If you're non-dialectically thinking... This is where there's more rigidity, there's more black and white, it's either this or it's that, it can't be anything in between. An example of this is if someone has the thoughts, I'm unlovable, if they're non-dialectically thinking, then this is the only absolute 100% truth that can be out there. That if I'm thinking I'm unlovable, it's not possible that anyone else could love me. When we're dialectically thinking, it's showing, okay, at times I might feel like no one loves me and at the same time, my sister around the corner could love me. That, you know, people in the future or people currently could love me whilst I still feel unlovable. When we're non-dialectically thinking, it's lots of always, never, shoulds. So these are absolute extreme language words they say that you know men always don't want children or they say that single people never want a committed relationship and this is a very firm a very black and white way of seeing it It doesn't allow for nuance and it doesn't allow for opposing truths that some people may not want long-term relationships and some people may want them that you can have both things existing at the same time. So why would we want to create our thinking to become more dialectical than non-dialectical? One reason is that if we're non-dialectically thinking, our language, the way we think, becomes more extreme, more rigid, and this then creates more extreme, more heightened emotions, and therefore can create more extreme actions. 
with that example, if someone has thoughts, no one loves me, they might then have really intense feelings of shame. They might have lower self-esteem. This makes it harder then to put themselves out there for dates to actually get the chance to meet new people. Or maybe they go on dates and don't speak up if someone's crossed their boundaries. And if it's harder to set boundaries, it's harder to assert needs, which makes it harder for our needs to be met, which can then reinforce, I'm unlovable. This means that non-dialectical thinking can be a bit of a loop where we reinforce our rigid one-sided beliefs and we don't give ourselves a chance to absorb new information, see things from a new angle, have a different perspective from the situation, which might actually help us be more adaptive and flexible to get towards our goals. Another non-dialectical thought could be, everyone is always boring on dates. This could then create feelings of fatigue, low energy, maybe feeling a bit flat when they go on dates. And this could then reinforce conversation not really flowing well. It could mean that people hyper-focus when someone maybe is talking about something a bit more surface level or mundane. And they don't really pick up on the cues when people are trying to have deeper conversations. Or maybe they're so tired that they think, oh, there's no point organising a date because it's just going to be boring which means that they don't put in the effort to look at dates themselves, like going to putt-putt golf or trying a new venue. So I want to give some examples of non-dialectical thinking that can occur in dating. One of them is where the theme is around, I'm wrong, that I'm broken, that I'm the problem. So this could be non-dialectical thoughts such as, I'm too anxious, I'm too needy, it could be thoughts that I'm broken or if someone truly gets to know me, then they won't love me. Or maybe that I'm unlovable or I'll scare people away. Other thoughts that people could have non-dialectically is ones around the theme that the other people are the issue, that they're completely the problem. So it might be thoughts, everyone is boring, there's no spark with anyone, People are too nice, they're too flaky, no one wants a relationship. And another main area where non-dialectical thinking can come up is where people have thoughts that the circumstances are always the issue. That people could get into relationships previously, but now that there's the dating apps, it's not possible. Or that dating is too tiring, too exhausting. In this modern day life, no one can go on dates. Maybe it's thoughts that it's a complete waste of time to go on dating. If I keep going on dates that don't work out, why even bother? Maybe it's thoughts that all the good people are taken, so there's no one left in my city. The impact of this non-dialectical thinking is it can fuel difficulties in dating, like dating burnout, where people feel fatigued, they might then do actions where they're on the apps and swiping lots, go on a few dates and then feel disheartened and then maybe go off the apps for you know several months or even six months. Or it can fuel dating anxiety where it feels too hard and too difficult to go into dating 
that people have high spikes of anxiety when it's happening. People might feel a bit more flat, fatigued or hopeless in dating. And if we think about starting a new relationship or finding a new relationship, that's not the best conditions to be growing something that we're starting on the back foot if we've got dating anxiety or burnout. Imagine that you're about to start a new job and if you've been completely burnt out from your other job that you have no energy, you're lying in bed before you know the new day of the new job and you just think, oh, there's no point going there, I'm so tired, I'm so overwhelmed with the workload, nothing's going to work out, this job's going to be terrible, that's probably going to impact the way that you show up at the job. You might get there and feel tired that you don't want to talk to anyone in the staff room, which means you don't get any of those incidental connections, which can make the workload easier. Or maybe it's harder to put your hand up for new projects, which means you can't follow your passions in that job. And then the workload actually feels more effortful. So when we come from this exhausted, tired place, it's not the best conditions to create the future or the relationship that we're wanting. So how do we cultivate dialectical thinking? I'm going to share some tips which I've taken from the DBT skills training handouts and worksheets manual by Marsha Linehan. I'll put the citation of that book in the episode show notes so you can have a look if you wish. There's four different key tips to cultivate dialectical thinking. The first one is there's always more than one side to a situation. So remind yourself to look for both sides. To do this, you might let go of extreme language or judgmental language. Instead of saying, I'm always rejected by everyone I go on a date with. You might change that to, sometimes people don't want to go on a second date with me. Sometimes they do. So it's not completely discounting that, yes, there will be times where people do not want to pursue the dates more. We don't want to ignore that but we also want to look at the other side of the situation. Other language you might choose to use is insert and instead of but. If we use the word but, it cancels out the first part of what we say. So someone might say, I know my friends love me, um, I'm adventurous and I travel and I'm creative, but this doesn't count when it comes to romantic relationships. Instead of saying that, you might say, I know my friends love me, I'm adventurous and creative, and I still struggle in creating a long-term relationship at the moment. Another technique to help you look for more than one side of a situation is to play devil's advocate. So this is where you argue for the opposite side of what you believe with just as much passion. For example, maybe you have a belief that if someone doesn't reply to my message or if they ghost me, they're a terrible person and this is an awful situation. What if we play devil's advocate and argue why it might be good for us or beneficial for us if someone ghosts us? And you might say things like, then I get to see their emotional maturity. I will find out sooner rather than later if the relationship isn't going to work out. 
Or maybe it's saying, actually, I was really busy at the moment and didn't have much time. It's better that this relationship didn't work out because now I can work on myself and my hobbies and have more of a full kind of balanced life and a bit more energy before I go back into dating. The second key strategy to create dialectical thinking in dating is to be aware that you are connected to everything and everyone. For example, how we talk, how we act, our behaviours influence others. I think about times where I might have been at a workplace and I'm a bit more fatigued or feeling a bit down that day and going into the staff room and you see someone who you kind of know from seeing them but you don't actually know who they are. And maybe on these days I might decide not to talk to them or just say a hey and not pursue the conversation further. And that might influence them not to talk back or us to kind of be silent and then go our separate ways. Whereas maybe on another day, I might have just done some exercise in the morning, feeling more energetic, and I go into the staff room and I start a bit of a small talk. I start to talk about their lunch, love avocados. Maybe they then start to talk about their favorite lunch place. And before you know it, you're connecting on some common ground. Maybe even go into a deeper conversation or you feel more comfortable to chat to them next time. So my actions in the staff room directly influenced other people. I was connected to them. And if we know we're connected to everything, it allows us then to accept change, to notice that things come and go, and to notice that there's no absolute way of doing things, that there can be multiple different ways. This helps us have more flexibility and more kind of grey area in our thinking, not so black and white. If we're aware that we're connected, you can look for similarities to other people instead of looking for differences. For example, if you go on a date and notice that you're looking for different things, you want a longer term relationship, they want something more casual, you can remind yourself that we're both here to connect with people. or We're both here to get our needs met as humans in relationships. And they might not be the same, but we're also similar in that we have this goal to connect in some way. And if in this situation there was that flexibility in thinking about it, it might make it less personalised or hurt less when the person decides not to go on a second date that we can see all sides of the situation and not take it as a personal rejection. The third key strategy for dialectical thinking is to practically embrace change. So this could be through actions or it could be through mentally embracing change. For example, you might practice radical acceptance of situations where it's not where you have to like a situation or agree with it or not want it to change, However, acceptance means you acknowledge this is re the reality. This is as it is right now. And acknowledge that emotions will change, they'll come and go. Sometimes I'll feel hopeful in dating. Sometimes I'll feel hopeless. And it's still worthwhile to pursue and gradually move towards going on dates because I want that long-term relationship, regardless of those changing emotions. We can embrace the change of different dynamics in relationships. We can embrace the different types of dates that we'll go on. There's lots of change always happening in dating. You can also practice change. So maybe you practice 
changing the way that you show up on a date. For example, if you're more of a default listener, you're really good at being able to ask people questions, get the conversation going, but you tend to listen a lot, you might practice jumping in there, maybe even practice cutting someone off and coming in with a topic you want to talk about, see what happens then. Or maybe if you're someone who does a lot of joking around and you're really good at being that fun, playful person on dates, maybe you practice sprinkling in some deeper questions. So you practice that change in dynamics, see what happens. Finally, the fourth skill I want to talk to you about for cultivating dialectical thinking is to recognize that change is transactional. This means that we affect the environment, we have an impact on what happens, and also the environment impacts us. And if we notice this, that everything's connected, then we can let go of blaming situations, which actually just creates more intense emotions. It creates feelings of anxiety or regret or you know, resentment, rumination. And instead of looking to blame, we can look at causes, cause and effect. Noticing it's like that butterfly effect, that everything's connected, everything is transactional. If we look at this in a practical way, if I ask more people on dates in the dating apps, I'm statistically more likely to get people to say yes and to get more dates than if perhaps I more passively go into conversations and wait for the other person to ask me out, or maybe the conversation fizzles. Even though it's scary, it can be worthwhile to influence the environment that way, to directly ask people out and see what happens. Okay, everyone, thank you so much for listening. I hope you have a lovely day or night, wherever you are. And if you enjoyed listening to this podcast episode or any of the other ones, please do write a review. I will be reading them all and would really love to hear what you have to say. Thank you very much. Mm -hmm.